Welcome to the Scary Basement Jump Scare. Each month, me and my friend Mikey McCaller find ourselves suddenly and jarringly back in the horrifying scary basement, and we're never ready for it. I'm Roxy Polk, and I was in the middle of going over my weekly chore checklist, and then I was going to go return some crafting materials at Walmart. And I'm Mikey McCaller, and I was just unpacking from my trip to Point Pleasant, West Virginia. And Roxy? Mikey? Let me tell you what I saw there. It was a Mothman. I saw a Mothman. Mothman? Yeah, he was there. I know a thing or two about Mothman, Mikey. I don't know about you. Right. You wrote your college dissertation on the Mothman, didn't you? Yes, I have a degree in Mothmanology. And your parents said you were never going to get a job in your field. (laughs) Yeah, jokes on them. (laughs) Tell me about him. All right. So I guess I'll start out sort of giving you the history of the Mothman kind of in order and stuff. And eventually we'll get to like theories about what, who, where, when. Mothman? Why Mothman? Why? Yes, exactly. Most important part, why? Okay, so uh, in November 1966, five gravediggers were working in a cemetery in West Virginia. Mm -hmm. And they spotted a strange human-like figure in the trees above their heads while they were working late at night, presumably digging a grave. (laughs) So it's all very, like, spooky. (laughs) They they were doing their quantum (laughs) physics homework. (laughs) Yeah, you know, just in the graveyard. Um, and so they saw this thing flying above their heads and it also screeched like the noise it made the screeching sounded like an injured woman. Oh, so, uh, overall very, very creepy. So that was the first recorded instance of people witnessing it, but then a much more like in your face encounter happened a couple days later where there were two couples from uh, point pleasant, which point pleasant is the epicenter of all of this. Hmm. They were a little bit outside of town, probably necking in like some deserted area (laughs) kind of in the woods. Man, I love the Um, term necking. It's weird. It doesn't involve your neck whatsoever. It's very dated, I feel like. There's probably a better term I could be using for it, I guess. It was the 60s, so it feels like... I'm wondering if dated was the first time, or I'm, I'm sorry, if dated, if necking is the first term that people were like, that's actually offensive to people who don't have necks. I mean, it could have been. I'm sure you can find you, you, it on the internet You've somewhere. definitely met people who are just like kind of sh- short little guys. and They've got their shoulders hunched up real high. It looks like they don't have any necks. They perhaps took offense to the term necking and said, can we rebrand this? Maybe. Or they're just like, that just makes me, it makes it sound like you have a neck fetish. You, mm. you just want to kiss necks and that's it. I do have that fetish. <laughs> I love a neck. This is an erroneous zone for you. Gotcha. <laughs> Noted. Okay, so we've got kids necking. Yeah, they're just like hanging out. Maybe they're smoking weed. Maybe they're getting drunk. Who knows? They're just like outside of town hanging out. They're actually like married couples, I think. Or at the very least, they're, they're couples who are involved with each other. So there's four of them. Their car on their way back into town is chased by like a giant creature with a 10-foot wingspan. Whoa. Whose eyes glow red. When the headlights hit it, when light hits it. it He's like keeping sprinting? Pace. It is keeping pace with their car up <laughs> in the air. So it is, it is chasing them from the air. <gasps> and they're so freaked out by it that they accelerate the car to uh, around 100 miles an hour at oh one point. God. And it is still keeping pace with their car. But after a certain amount of time, eventually it kind of just seems to lose interest and sort of drops off. Oh. And leaves them alone for some reason. And they're, they pull over and they're like, wait, did... Did we just see what I thought we saw? Like, that's insane what just happened. That can't be real, right? Mm -hmm. I think we should go back, is what they say. I think we should go back and chase down this thing to make sure it is what we we thought we saw. Dude, everybody who doesn't like horror movies always watches a horror movie and they're like, real people would never go back in the house to investigate. No, we would. We're idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Human beings deserve to be killed by Mothman. We are always trying to put ourselves in a position where we can get killed by a beast. Well, they were very lucky because when they went back to where they would kind of started being chased, Mothman was just standing in the middle of the road chilling, like waiting for them. He was. Yes. And he was just there. And then he went straight up. He didn't like bat his wings or anything. He just kind of like levitated up <laughs> and away. Like he had a jetpack? Basically, I think it's kind of the same movement is what it sort of (laughs) sounded like as it was described. Okay. And just left them alone. He was like, uh, I'm I'm done with you, I guess. So these 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 teens were like 
we have to go to the cops because this is insane. So they, they're stepping it up a notch. Mm-hmm. So they go and they report it to the cops. And the cops, usually they would wave off something like this because maybe they're a little drunk. It's late at night. Sure. They're kids. Normally, a small town cop would probably not take them seriously. But this guy does. He believes them. Oh. So he takes down the statement and he he decides, yes, Mothman is real. <laughs> this is just he like takes... the most gullible cop in town. <laughs> when, he, when he catches kids like doing graffiti, they're like, oh, I just saw somebody else and they dropped the can and I picked it up and got paint all over my hands. He's like, well, we appreciate you being a good citizen. Appreciate you picking up that litter. <laughs> good for you, son. Um, so he takes some of his people out to go check it out. And actually, where they were at is close to this, uh, God, what is it? So I, I found a couple of different descriptions of it. One place said it was a TNT factory that had been decommissioned. Another place said it was like an old nuclear plant. Wow. Um, so I don't know if it was both, if it was just one of those. But basically, it was some sort of destructive manufacturing place that used a lot of chemicals that had been like decommissioned and had since been kind of like taken over by nature and animals and actually like a lot of birds in particular. Hmm. Um, So no matter what, it was an explosive place. Yes, they they read some waste out there. Like there was a place to kind of just put some toxic waste or something to not think about it anymore. Uh So people didn't really go near it. So it's animals that sort of taken it over. And that was kind of near where the couple was. So they were like, whatever it is, it must live out there, right? So the cops go, they check that, they find nothing. So while they're doing that, (laughs) another crazy thing happened. That same night, about like 90 miles north from where the, from Point Pleasant, this guy has his TV go out very strangely. And it starts to show a weird, strange pattern on the TV. Mm-hmm. Couldn't find a description of what it was, just it was not normal and not something that TV should have been able to do in 66, I guess. Um, and then he starts to hear a horrible inhuman screech outside that slowly gets louder and louder and louder. And at the same time, his dog is outside barking like crazy. He <laughs> goes outside and he sees a tall humanoid figure with wings in his yard. This is just the same in- night as the couple saw him? Yeah, and like 90 miles north. What? And so it's just standing in his yard. And, so the Mothman's um, real is where we're at. Right now, yes, in, uh, with all of these accounts. Nobody's having simultaneous – if they were all in, like, the same area, I'd be like, okay, whatever chemical is in the TNT factory has seeped into the air and people are hallucinating. And when you're with your girl and she hallucinates a Mothman and you're really into her, you know that she's way hotter than you, you're like, uh, uh, yeah, I saw the Mothman too. So then I believe it. 90 miles north, there's another man who is also seeing the Mothman on the same night? He's real. Full stop. But what if if there's more than one? I'm sorry? Also. (laughs) You're saying there's a a potential group of Mothmen? That's a uh, theory. We'll get into the theories later. One of the theories is there's multiple Mothmans. Mothmans. Okay. They're like the Justice League. (laughs) They spread out and conquer. Multiples of Mothmen would be when we get to there. Uh, So his, his dog is going crazy. The guy is just opens the door, looks at it, closes the door, picks up his shotgun, <laughs> goes to bed. <laughs> I'm picturing um, like that Simpsons dog- gif where like Homer Simpson backs up into the the bushes, <laughs> he just, like yeah, sees it and, like, and slowly closes the door again. Yeah, he see he sees it fly like fly away as he's doing that essentially, and his dog starts going off after it, like into the woods even though it's flying up on top of the trees. Hmm. Um, and his dog is never seen again. Um, <laughs> what? His dog is never seen again. Oh my um, God. But he's, he's never menaced by the Mothman ever again, I guess. Well, he um, gave it a sacrifice. I guess so. Or the Mothman has a new friend. They became both. Oh, the Mothman adopted out. him. Yeah. The Mothman was like, you're not taking care of your dog. You leave him outside. It's cold out here. Dog can come with me, and I will give him a warm fire to sit by, I guess, in the evenings. Okay, this is a great point, because does it does the story at all describe what sort of state the dog was in? I mean, it was barking because it was something it didn't understand, but literally, it, it just ran off after him. Nothing else besides I that. I just mean, like, I when you first said that the dog has never been seen again, I was terrified. But then I thought, like, if that dog was skinny, or if that dog, like, clearly needed a bath, and the Mothman I mean, saw that and just brought him to Petco... <laughs> I feel like Mothman is pretty thoughtful, honestly. 
maybe a prankster. So I feel like he'd probably <laughs> take care of that dog. He like probably that. knew something something was going to happen to that dog if he didn't intervene. You know, Roxy, I think guess. that's, that's going to be something we're going to have to really be careful about when we do these real-life cryptid episodes. Uh-huh. Uh, we've got to be fair. Like, not all <laughs> monsters, just because he's a tall humanoid figure with a 10-foot wigspan and glowing red eyes doesn't mean he's trying to hurt dogs. Yeah. He could be he's a sweetie. something about this guy in his TV. He needed to be in his yard, I guess. Or this guy hallucinated it, and the dog just saw something else. Do you think the just- pattern he saw on the TV was just the Mothman's reflection in his television? Oh, he's standing behind <laughs> The Mothman was just peering up, trying to watch the honeymooners with him. Oh. <laughs> He was trying to tell him in his moth language, hey, your antenna's out. <laughs> but he didn't understand it, so he just heard the shrieking instead. <laughs> he was like, oh, shit. He doesn't understand it. He's getting I've, his gun. Okay, I'm leaving. I definitely have <laughs> friends that, like, you invite them to a party and the way they communicate is weirder <laughs> than the rest of your friends. Yeah, I've, I get it. I'm sympathetic. So the name Mothman actually was literally inspired by the name Batman. Because Batman was coming out at the time, and they were like, hmm, it's like a moth, and it's like a man. Call him Mothman. Okay. Um. So, literally, it's just a guy dubbed it in a newspaper the next morning after this came out as Mothman, and it just stuck. Uh, but I thought it was quite funny that it was inspired by Batman. Like, the Batman comic book was coming out? Or the yeah, Adam West like Batman? Batman. Uh, Adam West Batman was 66. Okay. Which I know because they literally did like a new comic series that was called Batman 66. Because otherwise I probably wouldn't have committed that to memory. Sure. But yeah, it was supposed to be like off, basically off of the old TV show. So after that, everything went kind of insane in Point Pleasant and the surrounding area. There was over a hundred reported sightings. And sometimes it would be more like UFOs and sometimes crafts, but mostly just a lot of unidentified flying thing. So people would be like, I saw the Mothman. I saw the Mothman. And it's just like what you just saw, Shadow. Mm. But then there'd be straight up things like, let's see, I got a couple of them here. So there'd be differing descriptions. So a lot of them were not really consistent. Uh, some of them would describe the Mothman as not having a head. Just his face is in his chest. He doesn't have a head. Oh. It's more like his head is like, sorry, I'm doing this in the video. So people who are just <laughs> listening can't hear. But basically, yeah, just like his face is in his pecs. I do and not. He does like not that. have a head. I do not. Um, like that. So that was some people's description. Other people would just say it was different colors, which could easily just be like time of day or lighting. Mm-hmm. Some people would say it would shuffle from side to side. Some people would say it would just stand he there. Could strafe. Uh, apparently, <laughs> according to some people, he's more advanced than the characters in the Resident Evil games. Then <laughs> <laughs> sometimes he would levitate. Sometimes he'd just stand there. So there wasn't mm. really a consistency with how he kind of moved. <laughs> So aside from like creature sightings, there was also mention of a just strange man who like felt like he was someone, a creature pretending to be a human, essentially, in the way he interacted <laughs> with people. He, I've like, invited friends up- to parties who seem like a creature dressed as a human. <laughs> he had like gigantic glasses, a weird long bowl cut, and was wearing a weird outfit, and his motions were kind of weird. He had like long fingers. And he would just ask things that didn't make sense and was fascinated by a pen like he had never seen it before. This could just be somebody making up something or it could be some unfortunate soul who just had some mental capabilities they were dealing with and the people interpreting them were less than kind. Or Um, let's call it what it is. It could be the Mothman trying to infiltrate our society. Exactly. I think the way it was described is sort of like in Men in Black, there's the cockroach guy wearing the human skin. Sure. Doesn't understand how human. (laughs) Did this man have a back that looked like uh, when you if you ever stuffed an entire suit into a backpack? Basically. Um, And so even Stranger Still, actually, now I didn't actually plan to bring up Men in Black in that way. But so, you know, the concept of Men in Black, just like as an urban legend as well. Mm hmm. So this guy would, he went around town asking some people some weird things about UFO sightings and then got into a car escorted by these guys all dressed in black and black hats in a black car. Oh, no. And then black took him away or they were chauffeuring him around. Who knows? The good guys dressed in black. Remember that. Just in case we're ever face to face and make contact. (laughs) I wish I could remember more of the song so I could jam with you. I'm a failure. So... 
Un- you're a fa- hold on. You're a failure because you don't remember the 1999 Will Smith Men in Black song, Roxy. Hey, that cannot it stand. It was Millennium, okay, Mikey. I, how could I forget the Millennium? <laughs> That's on me. Um. So the, uh, in addition to things like that, that are kind of like okay, he was kind of like acting weird. He had like giant eye- glasses, kind of like a moth, I guess. <laughs> um, there was just a street of guy who was like, oh, I was visited by a UFO when I was in my truck and a guy came out. He was well-dressed. He talked to me telepathically, told me his name was Indrid Cold. Jesus. And we had a conversation about how he told me about different things about his alien people. He was very calm and friendly and polite and smiling at me. And then he left and then he came and visited me many other times, and he took me on a six-month vacation to his home planet once. And his family legit, like, he went missing for six months, and his family believed him, and were just like, oh, he's just in space with Indrid Cole, who somehow it became synonymous with Mothman. So okay. if you ever hear somebody talking about Mothman or Indrid Cold, Indrid Cold, uh, which- that's his, I mean, that sounds like a Superman-Clark Kent sort of distinction. I guess so, yes. I think that's where he got that name, and then also the idea of shape-shifting associated Hmm. with the Mothman kind of started to exist. Maybe he can assume a human form or something to blend in. Who knows? Okay. (laughs) Let's let's just kind of recap where we're at with this mythology now. Uh Uh-huh. We've got a couple of folks in a graveyard see some kind of creature hovering above them. Uh Uh-huh. Shortly thereafter, on the same night... Two teens see a moth-like or a couple, creature. A couple nights later. Oh, this is just a few nights later. Two groups of teens. A couple nights, yeah. I mean, okay. like it's, it's not the same night. The guy with his dog is the same night. As it's definitely day. Mothman season. Yes, in, basically. That's what point Mothman buzzing. fever, actually, I think is what they even actually call it. You gotta catch it. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Point Pleasant um, is seeing Mothman everywhere, and so far what we know about him is he can fly, and then all of a sudden people start seeing weird, socially awkward, big glasses men who yeah, have- and like all kinds of things flying through the sky. Like, everybody wants to get in on it. It's the cool, hip new thing to say okay. you saw Mothman that you so know So Point Mothman. Pleasant, West Virginia, is becoming like this cool place that has like a little, uh, it has a bit of an identity all of a sudden. Yeah, exactly. And they are going to ride that train <laughs> Good. for quite a while. But this is all just happening in like a single year right now. So it's still just 1966 that hmm. all of this is going bananas over there. Okay, some other theories about what Mothman are evolved. Like they started thinking about maybe a more grounded kind of take on it. The chemical waste in the area. It's mm-hmm. possible a bird or some sort of other animal had oh. gotten into it had become, like, either mutated or, you know, became unstable mm-hmm. in in any way. You know, a bird that might not normally chase down people decided to chase down a car because it shot, saw, like, flashing lights or something, mm-hmm. got confused, who knows. Um, also, because birds in the area could kind of look like what was described initially. The sandhill crane and a different species of owl in particular. Uh, sandhill crane has, like, red dots under, like, on its face. And owls, the way their eyes reflect when light hits them, it does look red because of, like, the membranes mm. in their eyes. So it very easily could have been these teens saw a big bird that was, like, confused or just happened to be going the same way they were. And a cop happened to believe them. It's not that they didn't see anything, but they said they saw a monster, mm-hmm. which might not have been a monster. Cop decided to believe them, lended some, like... Uh, credence to it then everybody went wild because they were trying to one-up each other so now suddenly Mm. there's an alien invasion and this guy's going to space and hanging out on an (laughs) alien planet with a dude in a suit or whatever i've heard this phenomenon described before where people kind of like one person has an experience and other people just like think about that experience so hard that they start to manifest it even though it's not necessarily it's it's like it's a kind of mania Mm -hmm. i I almost wrote down <laughs> what that was called because, like, they kind of described it as this town, this town in this area, essentially going like kind of crazy. Let's refer to it and as so, moth mania. Moth mania, yes. So that is all just happening in '66, and then in December of '67, the sightings basically stop because Christmas. Mothman is sighted. <laughs> Mothman <having> goes home. <laughs> 
visits yeah, his he, folks. He wanted to visit his family. He wanted to visit that dog that he adopted, you know. He's going to leave him. So in 67, the horrible tragedy took place that kind of defines a bigger part of the Mothman myth. And mm. horribly, 46 people died when uh, the Silver Bridge, which was located over the Ohio River, suddenly collapsed under the weight of heavy rush hour traffic around like Christmas time because there's an increased traffic. Hmm. And it it fell because there was like a singi- single faulty suspension chain uh, that was weakened and then a single bolt snapped in it. And the whole thing just went down. Like it was very poorly constructed oh, and no. taken care of. Um, but people had said that they had seen the Mothman in the area before the collapse. So they were either thinking Mothman did it or... The idea of him being like a portender of doom or kind hmm. of like telegraphing, like to kind of like try and tell people like I'm here. So it means it's bad news to so stay away. I, that's the big part of the Mothman mythos that I had always heard that like seeing the yeah. Mothman. I mean, the movie is literally called the Mothman prophecy. Seeing yep. the Mothman tells you that a disaster is about to happen. Yeah, exactly. So that that's kind of where this started. And okay. also people stopped seeing the Mothman in the skies either because they were extremely concerned with this tragedy where like 46 people died in a very small town. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of stuff to deal with. So they and weren't so- really thinking about how cool it was to know Mothman or alternatively, the interpretation could be Mothman told us about that. He was hanging out here trying to tell us about this bridge. Then it happened. And then he left because that's what he was here to do. And is this bridge in the same town that everybody is seeing the Mothman? Yes. Yeah. Wow. It's, uh, the silver bridge is in Point Pleasant. Uh, okay. Or like adjoins to it. Technically, it is connected to it one way or another, or is just straight up in it. So yeah, despite that being a structural issue, people said they saw Mothman and attributed it to him. And uh, so the rumors died down for like a decade. So like nobody, it wasn't cool to talk about Mothman for like ten years. Nobody gave a shit mm-hmm. uh, until this guy John Keel wrote the book Mothman Prophecies. Um, so in, in seventy five, he wrote that, and the way it is constructed is essentially just taking. Uh, observations and stories from the town and the surrounding area. And he he started to theorize that the Mothman was an extra-dimensional entity, not yeah. of this world. Of so, course. Yeah, he's on like some next-level shit. That's how he's able to tell that all these things <laughs> That's kind of like, you know how everybody's like, yeah, Grand Theft Auto was like a huge innovation for video games, but like somebody would have thought of that eventually. Eventually, somebody would say, like, what if there was a video game where you could just go anywhere? But it's still, like, a cool idea in the beginning, even though it seems so obvious in retrospect. That's what it is to say that the Mothman is an interdimensional being. <laughs> it seems so obvious, but it's still a cool idea for to be the first guy to say, like, what if he was interdimensional? Yeah, because he was kind of suggesting the part about him warning about things instead of just being a, a scary, like, looming figure. Because mm-hmm. He, he kind of hypothesized for the first time, I think, that the Mothman was trying to warn about the bridge collapse. Hmm. And that, yes, because he's an intr- extra-dimensional entity. Sorry, not mm-hmm. interdimensional. What am I saying? Right. He's extra because he's yeah. in multiple dimensions at once. Yes. Yeah. And then, yeah, like in 2002, the book was turned into a movie starring Richard Gere and Laura Linney. Uh, this movie brought the legend to the rest of the world and kicked off Mothman mania in the town <laughs> of Point Pleasant. So it wasn't really until 2002 that it really took off because now it's like a, you know, a movie that's in movie theaters all right. over the country suddenly. Um, so they decide, hey, let's like lean into that and lean into that hard because we're a tiny town and why not? Hmm. So now that entire town's identity is essentially like a tourist destination. Hmm. And they have a yearly Mothman festival. Yep. And they installed a 12 foot metallic statue of mothman in 2003 so it took them a year to construct that uh, <laughs> glorious statue that i sent mikey a photo of um this statue mysteriously has a fully defined six-pack uh hairy chest and a sculpted butt it's like kind of hot people, right? yeah people are thirsty for mothman apparently as i assume this sculptor was <laughs> okay so here's the thing i wasn't necessarily aware i knew there was a bridge collapse you and I both spent time in Minnesota, Roxy, I think at the time when uh, the 35W bridge just collapsed. And Yeah, I'm actually going to, that's part of it. Oh, that's coming up. Later too. Yes, it is actually, yeah. D- remind me, did anybody die in the Minnesota bridge collapse? Unfortunately, 13 people did and a really? lot more were injured. So they were able to save a lot more people from like the wreckage. They were mm-hmm. still injured, but 13 people still died. Okay. Unfortunately. For, for whatever reason, in my head, I was like, uh, the, nobody really died in that bridge collapse, but I guess they did. 
I guess yeah. people die in bridge collapses. Here's my whole thing. When I heard that the Mothman portended a bridge collapse, I thought it was just like a, oh, the bridge collapsed and nobody was on it and it was okay and who cares? It's just like a silly little like, oh, he was there to tell us. 46 human beings died and we yeah, turned it into a festival. One. Yeah, they, uh, bananas to me. Turning their tragedy into a moneymaker, I guess. How do the, f- I mean, do we know how the families feel about this? I think since that was in like, the 60s and then this started happening in like 2002 Mm. it was probably so much time had passed that like people who were probably still dealing with the tragedy had hopefully gotten over it they had also been killed by the mothman that too i guess you had to silence them (laughs) um so in addition to like the yearly festival that mothman statues was there all year round Mm -hmm. and then they also opened a mothman museum and research center a couple years later in 2005 so you can learn about mothman year round imagine getting like a degree in biology spending like eight years getting your doctorate and then you're like assigned to the mothman research facility (laughs) and you're just like making corn dogs at the fair for mothman (laughs) Hey, but in your downtime, you can work on the great American novel. So that's great. Yeah, that's uh, that was Stephen King's first job. He is a biologist who was assigned to Mothman. (laughs) And then he wrote Cujo. There you go. You can just write about a murderous dog and said, whatever happened to that dog? It's Mothman's dog. Did I tell you I had a dog named Cujo growing up? No. Yeah, she was. (laughs) How did you not tell me this? She was a four pound toy poodle. (laughs) named. (laughs) We named her Cujo. Okay, well, that's that's when you do it, when it is a tiny little yeah. dog like that. That's when you it name it really that. Cute. Because now it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so also local restaurants and Mothman merch and food is produced year-round. I talked to you a bit about this, but the uh, BuzzFeed Unsolved, they did an episode on it where they kind of do like a tour of the town and they get a pizza that has a Mothman design on it mm. and like cookies that have a Mothman design. And there's like a little cutout where you can put your head in this wooden cutout. <laughs> Where Good. you can be the Mothman. So they, they've got stuff going kind of like all the time in addition to the festival. Hmm. So I think, so, yeah, they've decreased since the 60s. But there's a lot of other strange occurrences and things that happened in the area that like are covered in the book that you could attribute to Mothman. But you could also just hate weird things happen sometimes or just like accidents happen. And it right. can't always be because Mothman. Is, but this, some, is this the availability heuristic? The like mental um, fallacy, I guess it would be where like, it's kind of like how you say my, whenever I wash my car, it rains. And it's like, Mm -hmm. those two things aren't correlated. It's just, you only happen to remember it. You only have that information available because of that. So it's like, it's not that bad things happen all the time in Point Pleasant because they have a Mothman. It's because you, you notice the bad things and have a, a attributable source and just yeah. chalk it up to the Mothman. Yeah, a lot of the accidents that occurred, like I didn't include them in details because they didn't cite Mothman when these things happened. <laughs> they were just like, oh, it just a, a thing collapsed and people died. And Man like, dropped really from 15 sucks. feet in the air. Yeah, but like you didn't see Mothman there, so how does it correlate to... It's, <laughs> it's just kind of the general thing that people, like you said, will attribute things when they have something else to kind of like point to. Mm-hmm. Um, but so some of the more like infamous ones... Mothman goes on a trek. He is not in Point Pleasant. He he goes all over the place. Okay. So apparently there is sightings of Mothman in Chernobyl a few days before it melted down. Really? Which I didn't know about until I investigated it for this. I did not know that he was sighted by Chernobyl. He was seen apparently trying to chase people away to kind of warn them to kind of like try and chase them out of the city. Okay. But nobody so, listened to him, I guess. He does have future vision and he wants to save us. I like guess he so. saved That's what that man's like. dog. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Yeah. So, like, it paints this picture more and more that he is trying to do something else. And, like, apparently, five days before 9 11, several people said they saw a large crane like figure in the area. A crane like figure? Crane like, yeah. Which, like, some, some of the theories are like that he could be, he had the shape of a sandhill crane. So that's sure. why it's like he could just be a bird. <laughs> it is funny that the Point <laughs> Pleasant a- folks like back at the Mothman Research Lab are like, uh, he also has shape-shifting powers. Don't forget. <laughs> it's like, no, yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> He's a moth. <laughs> He's already a moth man. He's already weird enough. He's not taking the yeah. shape of a crane. I hate to tell you guys. That's just a different future-preserving human-saving crane. Yeah. 
It was just, it got a little lost and was in the middle of New York City somehow. <laughs> so yeah, and then one of the other ones, which uh, was the I-5 bridge in 2007 in Minneapolis. Um, mm. God, was I, I, I know you were still living there. I can't remember. Or were you? I was, I think, yes. Were we both? Yeah, we were both still living there when that happened. Well, here's the thing. I remember it happened um, during a summer. Mm-hmm. And the girl I was dating at the time had like gone home for- oh, no. um, she was like back in her home state. She was from like New York. Maybe. Oh, okay. So she's not there. Yes. Yes. And so I'm still <laughs> in Minnesota. She was like traveling across the bridge. And <laughs> she saw this on the news and she called me. She was just like, I just wanted to make sure you were safe. And it made me so annoyed. I was like, of course I'm safe. <laughs> and that was like kind of the big indicator. I was like, oh, this relationship isn't going to last. So I'm annoyed when she shows genuine, reasonable human concern for me. That's <laughs> yeah, not great. Well, I hope she found someone who would care about her caring about this. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's all we can hope for for anybody. But also, you said you didn't think anybody died from it either. So you seem to not think it was as big of a deal, I guess, at the time. Yeah, I must like have been really uh, empathetically shut down at the time. <laughs> Just like not ready to confront the idea that I could be on a bridge. College, you know, you're like in your early 20s kind of trying right. to figure shit out. I'm in invincible. Lane. I don't even know. Like, did you even have a car at that point? I did. Yes, you did. Okay, that's right. Uh, yeah. I also, for the longest time, and it's crazy that this didn't affect me more. But for a long, the longest time, I have, and still kind of do have, a fear of bridges. I have just like a little anxiety either traveling over bridges or under bridges that they're going to collapse right when I am within yeah, there. Destructible I think vicinity. that's fair, especially because a lot of them are not well maintained. Because there was a whole big thing when that happened; it kicked off like a huge survey of bridges. Because mm-hmm. the way this thing busted, I don't have it written down here, so I don't have the exact specifics for why it happened. But I know it was something like they fucked up when they built it, so hmm. like it shouldn't have collapsed the way that it did. But it was because either they were like doing cuts to like try and save money by kind of like skimping on materials or maybe not being as thorough as they should have been, mm-hmm. and so. I remember they had to do like a whole audit of a ton of bridges and found a bunch of other ones that were not in great shape either. But finding that out, let them fix it. And the investigator who went and found these changes in the bridges was a 10 foot tall red eyed man with a 10 foot (laughs) wingspan. It's true. I have that here in my notes. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Uh Uh-huh. He wore a little yellow construction hat. (laughs) (laughs) So that was in 2007. Then in 2009 in Chihuahua, Mexico, a tall Mothman-like creature was seen chasing people out, trying to get them away from the town a week before a huge outbreak of swine flu occurred huh. and killed a bunch of people. Uh, I do not have a number for that, though. So Mothman um, is like history's greatest hero. Apparently, but he's been sight- spotted in Chicago recently Uh-oh. and nothing has happened there. Hmm. So some people are like, they're trying to steal our cryptid, says West Virginia. That's <laughs> <laughs> all we have. That's too bad. Stop it. Uh, just to um, be safe, though, we should evacuate Chicago. Yeah, maybe don't maybe don't move to Chicago if you're planning that. But then there is also the theory that there is more than one Mothman. So maybe mm. there is multiple Mothmans in multiple places warning people about multiple things. Yeah, I think they have a satellite in space, and then they deploy there the Mothmen go. as they are needed across the world. <laughs> they just drop them. You don't remember in January of this year before the pandemic hit when we all saw a Mothman? <laughs> you know what? Now that I think about it, I did see a weird thing in the sky. It had its back turned to me, though, so I couldn't be sure. I couldn't see the eyes. That's how you know. Yeah. It's just a back and a wing. Yeah. So, okay, let's get into like, some of the theories of what people think Yeah, Mothman what is it? What's, what's the deal? We've, got, we've gone through a couple of them like as they sort of popped up. So, it's possible... It's a sandhill crane that some teens saw, and then they made a story about it, or they, mm. they were confused, and then the rest of their town made a story about it, and it just got out of hand. Okay. Or it was a large owl, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Other people have theorized that it's tied to the uh, Thunderbird myth, so it could be an actual like creature that's been around for a very long time and has had like different forms or interpretations throughout the years, mm. and now we're just seeing it now in this way, and that's how modern people are interpreting it. Okay. Wikipedia says the Thunderbird is a legendary creature in North American indigenous people's history and culture is considered a supernatural being of power and strength. It is especially important and frequently depicted in the art songs and oral histories of many Pacific Northwest coast cultures. It was also found in various forms among some of the peoples of the American Southwest, 
east coast of the United States, Great Lakes and Plains. Hmm. So it's kind of like a universal, not universal, but a deity that is like the, these tribes. I don't know if they had really the ability to connect with each other to share those. So it could be that thing where like, you know, how different regions of the world dragons are a myth, hmm. even in these like cultures that never talk to each other about dragons. Sure. So it's kind of like either a universal thing that humans kind of came up with or maybe it's real. Mm-hmm. It's it's um, either that there actually are dragons or Carl Jung was correct about the collective unconscious. Yeah, exactly. And either way, <laughs> magic is closer to being real in the universe than it was seconds before. Um, and on that note, it's theorized that maybe Mothman is an angel mm. to protect people because he has wings and he's trying to warn people about disaster. Yeah. You know, we always see depictions of angels as like, beautiful soft skin let's be honest generally white people Mm -hmm. in like flowing white robes who come down the idea that angels would actually look like us is kind of silly their descriptions like i i'm in no way an expert but i know that like their actual biblical descriptions are like they have like 20 wings and like five arms and like a bajillion eyes Hmm. like they're kind of horrifying to look upon i know the um, like kind of confusing to look upon i think in uh philip pullman's his dark materials trilogy the way he describes angels i remember being just riveted by it was like they Mm. looked at them like like the human characters looked at angels and they were nothing more than an expression of form and feeling or something it's just like it's the only thing i really want to see adapted in that show in the hbo (laughs) show along with the giant bear i did fall off that show before we got to the giant bear and that's on me but yeah, the idea that like angels, we would look upon them and they would be so far beyond our understanding. Do you ever hear this about um, the Native Americans when they first saw Christopher Columbus's ships? Apparently, they physically I might have. They apparently but. physically could not see the ships because they were so far from their understanding that their brain just like passed oh, they just over them. them or something. Okay, yeah, because I've I've heard of that thing how like you know if people don't understand something they they will ignore it because they're trying to like preserve their sanity or their interpretation of the world because that's how they function. So if that's, if the Mothman is an angel and the only way we can see him is to put him into the shape of a monster, I'm on board with that explanation. You know what? That's where I'm going to put my money. If we are going to Vegas and laying some money down on what we think the answer to the Mothman is, I'm going angel 60 to one angel. Okay. Um, and then the alternative to that is he's a demon and he's actually causing these things to happen. <laughs> okay, I'm going to hedge my bets and also bet on him being a demon. <laughs> um, and then the other interpretation is he's an alien. So mm. he's just kind of figuring things out. He might have like a different awareness than humans could, you know, right. so he might be able to tell things are going to happen. Um, doesn't really know how to warn people because he, <laughs> he's an alien, I yeah. guess. So he He's just clumsily do. trying to tell us that he loves us. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So it's it. People think he could be an alien, especially because a lot of those side, like what I just told you about uh, the Indrid Cole theory with that mm-hmm. one guy, is that Mothman is an alien, shape shifting alien, and then also the uh, concept of him being an interdimensional creature. So if he exists on multiple different planes or shifts between planes or whatever, that's how he can like either see into the future or you know I don't know can see threads of fate, whatever you want to love that call it. So those are kind of like the the main theories about okay. Mothman. Roxy, um, I've got my money on angels and or demons. Where are you falling on Mothman? What do you think he is? Um, I think it, I, <laughs> as much as I would like to believe that there is a protector Birdman who is going to try and warn us about things happening, I think it's just some mass hysteria with these kids saw something, interpreted it one way. Then some people in power believed him, and then it just kind of got out of hand from there. And then it was a cool thing to see Mothman everywhere. <laughs> I do think that's the answer. Yeah, but you know what? Overall, it's a uh, iconic example of urban legends and modern American folklore, which we don't really have a lot of, I feel <laughs> like. And also, prism. So it's keeping Point Pleasant alive. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy that like our most American myths always boil down to capitalism. It's like... <laughs> Yes, there is 100% a Bigfoot, and we are selling t-shirts about him, and therefore <laughs> somebody is turning a profit on the backs of underpaid labor. I like at least in this way, it's focused on a specific town, so like it brings tourism to this town that I don't know what else they would have going for mm-hmm. them. Because like they had that 
that factory that shut down that was like manufacturing. Oh, like didn't e- were most TNT of the jobs or TNT jobs weapons. in Point Pleasant? I, I think it was like a big factory at least. So I'm sure a lot of people were dependent on that in the town before mm. it closed. Um, but I'm not I'm not quite sure what else is like in that region of the country. Who knows? For all I know, they could have like booming other businesses, and this is just like a little aside. Yeah, that's um, where eBay was started. Was it? <laughs> I don't know. Well, they got a big ass Mothman statue. You can go and uh, admire his abs. So there's that. Do they let me kiss him? I mean, no one's going to stop you. So yeah. Cool. (laughs) So Mikey, after all of that, what do you think the big idea of like the myth and concept of Mothman is? So when I think about the future predicting aspect of him, I I, I kind of subscribe to the universal theory that like, we're just a, a... in chaos. We're a big bag of marbles and that there is no higher power guiding us in any way, that it's up to human beings to make meaning out of the way those marbles are drawn, right? Mm -hmm. A tragedy happens to us and then it's up to us human beings to make meaning out of it. When what's actually going on is that uh, chaos. Chaos is occurring. So Mm -hmm. I like the idea of the Mothman as sort of human beings' way of grappling with these calamitous tragedies that our brains are unable to accept on their own like if we lived our lives constantly thinking bridges would collapse like i kind of do Uh we wouldn't function like there's so like there's so many things that could kill us so suddenly and so terrifyingly that if we're going to function we have to say no 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 i haven't seen a mothman today i am not going to die in a horrible accident and therefore we get to go to work and we get to love our families and we get to continue buying products (laughs) (laughs) it's important to remember roxy it all comes down to capitalism but i do think i do like the idea of the Mothman being a future prognosticator is our way of kind of calming down our anxiety. Yeah, like it gives you a sense of control over a situation you cannot control. Mm-hmm. We had and, a we had a warning. Uh, Therefore, yeah, the if the bridge like, collapses, it's not because we built a bridge wrong and we are never going to be able to be completely safe. It's that we didn't heed the warning. So now we know how to prevent this in the future. As opposed to continuing to let fate throw us random cards, we get to say, okay, we have an opportunity next time we will prevent against this. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I think. Is that what you think too? Yeah. High five. (laughs) (laughs) Roxy, I got a big question for you. What is it? Let's, what, what if we were to play a little Mothmans ourselves? Play, play a little Mothmans What if you and me up? looked into the future, as the Mothman so often does, mm-hmm. and tried to guess how we were going to die? Do you have any thoughts? Do you think you have a specific <laughs> way you're going to die? Uh, well, Mikey, if there's one thing you know about me, it's that I, uh, I love skateboards and trick shooting. That's two, two <laughs> of the main things everybody knows about me. So Wait a minute, is, is it called I'm, trick shooting? Uh, I've never heard that term I, in before. This sense, yeah, I love that. I love <laughs> trick g- shooting. So I think I would uh, I go out in a blaze of glory, trying to go for the world record kickflip, three sixty no scope, and uh, fail so badly that I fall into the ocean and die. Oh, you're doing this on the beach? I will be yes, I or off of a pier. I don't know. I'll be remembered <laughs> forever. I'll still get that record, but I'll I'll die for it. I'll I am picturing glory. like the film version of di- this death, and it's like a camera shot from far away, and it's just a single static shot of you going up the ramp and then just falling straight into the ocean, and it's just like a little like bloop. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. And then just nobody ever sees you. Your skeleton is pulled out of the wreckage four years later. <laughs> like, oh, that's where she went. I'm wondering about that. <laughs> what about you, Mikey? I okay. You know how much I love to eat pasta. Uh, yes. I love. I, know I love pasta. <laughs> I love just different sauces. I love like, slathering a long noodle. I like a big thick uh-huh. linguine noodle covered in sauce. I yeah, you love so, those thick noodles. I am. Uh, if I look into the future, the most likely way I'm going to die is that a snake is going to get into my pasta, and I'm going to be <laughs> eating that pasta so fast that I won't even notice, and I will. You're going to try and bite the snake, and then he's going to bite you. No, no, no. I think I'm going to swallow the snake. Oh, that's even more terrifying. And then the snake is in my stomach, and he's crawling around, and he's biting the inside of my stomach. And I'm going to die of snake poison from it within. 
That's horrifying. Mike. Mikey, I think you need to stop eating pasta is my advice to you. First of all, right my now. doctor has said the same thing numerous <laughs> times. Okay, well, then good. You got a good doctor then. Roxy, I've got another question for you. Okay, hit me. How real is the Mothman? How likely, on a scale of one to nine, because ten does not exist in the scary basement, how likely is the Mothman to be real? You really got to figure out why ten isn't here. It's a bummer that we can't. No, no, no. We must never ask. can't go 50-50 when it's like this. It's so So scary. Why there's no ten. I would like Mothman to be real. So I am going to say 4.5. I'm going to go in the middle. Okay. Um, sadly, I don't think he's real. So I guess I should say that's a one. <laughs> Aspirational or realistic? Here, well, also, how likely is the Mothman to come in the future? You know, if we're saying that he is mm. like, how likely is an angel or an interdimensional being to cross into our universe? I think the answer is an eight. I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. I want to say because it hasn't happened yet, I feel like it does not. <laughs> <laughs> Have we talked about this before on the show? The, um, the Fermi paradox. The idea uh, that, like, if there is infinite spaces and circumstances oh. <laughs> in the universe, why haven't we been contacted yet? And it's yeah, kind of paradoxical because the odds suggest we would have been contacted. Once that Fermi paradox is answered, I bet we're going to have interdimensional beings every other Tuesday. You know what I'm saying? I want to be friends with an interdimensional being. That sounds fun. Yeah. I want to just explore dimensions. Yeah. That's like my dream. I want that more than anything. I've been playing that Star Wars game. That's all I can think about. I want to go explore <laughs> Star- space. Which I is can't. Star Wars Jedi Outcast. Fallen Order. Fallen Order. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, he just travels to different planets and explores them all. Like I want to do with my interdimensional Mothmans. I want to go on a space adventure with Mothman. Let's go on a space adventure with Mothman and his dog, Mikey. Hey, Roxy, your uh-huh. birthday's coming up. In six months, yes. We'll 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 see if we can uh, put something together. (laughs) You you got an end? You gonna go talk to Mothman for me? Yeah, uh, my friend is uh, (laughs) developing an animated series with him. (laughs) Amazing! Of course he would be. (laughs) Who wouldn't? Hey, what the hell? That's not mine. Oh, that's not yours either. Whose whose phone is that? Oh, that's a a different cell phone in the scary basement. Do you want to grab that quick, Roxy? Okay. All right. Here we go. Oh, there you go. Uh, uh, hello? Hello, this is Johnny Christman from UTA. I hear you're talking a lot about my client, the Mothman. Listen, uh, if you want my guy to come out to your event, it's going to be 14000 up front, and I can send over his list of writers. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry, we can hire the Mothman? You can Mothman if you go through me. I am Mothman's agent. This ain't no rinky-dink Jersey devil kind of cryptid. We're talking about the mother-freaking Mothman. Okay, see, I thought the Mothman was just a creature that appeared before major disasters took place. Well, I mean, he is. You're okay. right. The Mothman uh-huh. appears before a disaster takes place, and you can see how that might be a valuable booking, can't you? Uh, you get yourself I- a little uh, text from your girlfriend. She says, we need to talk. And so on your way, you send over the mother-freaking Mothman. He goes over to her house, all of a sudden she thinks your breakup is going to lead to a disaster. No way does she leave you if she thinks it's going to make a bridge collapse in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Oh, I see. So you're uh, you're swindling people and using Mothman to trick people into thinking a disaster is coming. That sounds great. You are correct. That is my business, and business is good. A Mothman oh, no. visit is good for anyone whose dad is thinking about writing them out of the will. Or a corporate vice president who suspects they're about to get passed over for a promotion? Hell, at this year's NFL draft, the Philadelphia Eagles were about to pick the wide receiver that I was hoping was going to fall to my beloved Minnesota Vikings. So I called in a favor from the Mothman, had him show up at the Eagles draft room. These dummies were scared out of their minds, thinking that if they drafted LSU's Justin Jefferson, it might make a bridge collapse in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Um, okay, so, uh, how do you go about signing a monster like Mothman in this way? Well, with any good agency, part of the issue is finding talent. I just happen to be in the right place at the right time. See, I was at the Trader Joe's in Silver Lake. You know what a nightmare it is to park there. Uh, yeah. Boy, do I. (laughs) So I park my car kind of shitty-like, right? Diagonal. (laughs) Technically in the lines, but in a way that make it real hard for the guy next to me to get out. 
And when I get out of my car, who do I see standing there but the motherfreaking Mothman? He's wearing that blue polo shirt that they make their Trader Joe's employees wear. <sighs> I guess they had him stuck in the parking lot warning drivers who parked bad that disaster was imminent. I took one look at that humanoid figure with enormous wings and red eyes and I said, Baby, your talents are wasted here. Wait, okay. But now Mothman is so famous, he has a writer? Yeah, look, the Mothman has a lot of needs that he has to have addressed, so we have everyone sign a writer saying they'll provide the amenities that a cryptid of his stature deserves. Okay, so not because I actually want to hire the Mothman, but because I think tricking people into thinking they're about to be in a disaster is mean. But but because I'm curious, what the the hell is Mothman's writer? What's a writer? Well, it's actually a fairly conventional list of requirements for a cryptid as famous as the Mothman. My guy needs two hotel rooms, 18 bottles of water, two bottles of champagne, a bowl of only brown M&Ms. Not because brown M&Ms taste any different, but because if the Mothman walks into his room and sees a bowl of only brown M&Ms, he knows the rest of his rider has been taken care of. And finally, the Mothman needs a one-room-sized lamp. A lamp? Yeah, a lamp the size of the room. That is correct. I actually added that one myself. See, we used to have a problem with the Mothman tearing up the hotel room after just a couple of drinks. Now we get this giant lamp in there and he just stares at it, mere feet away, all night long. I suppose all things considered, that's not really too much to ask for. Oh, also the Mothman demands one fallen bridge in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Uh, I think we'll pass. Thanks for the call. <laughs> Roxy, who was that? Um, don't worry about it. Uh, it was just prank call, I think. Oh, okay. Great, great, great. Roxy. All right. Mikey? We're at the end of our scary basement journey. Oh my goodness. It's already been that long already, <laughs> yes. huh? Before we go, I want to hear what's making you happy. What's good in your life, Roxy? What's good in my life is a very simple but important pleasure, which is really nice, cozy sheets. I got these wonderful sheets. They're like winter sheets (laughs) from my parents. They're very fluffy. They're very soft. It is immensely easier to fall asleep now. That's great. That's It's too bad that that's what's making you happy, though, because... uh... I did just find out that your bed is the bed that inspired the 1977 film Deathbed, the bed that eats. So, Wait, no. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you lay down in those new bed sheets, that's essentially a piece of lettuce to the hamburger that is you. Oh, God, it's like wrapping me up in a burrito to be eaten. Okay, well, <laughs> now I'll have to sleep on the floor. Great. <laughs> that's going to do it for us at Scary Basement. We're going to do our best to escape. Roxy, are you ready to run? Yes, yes. And go! Okay.